you are hearing this message on the day this is uploaded, this is your absolute last chance for Listener Request Month. There is less than a week to go. It's very simple. You call 856-DISSECT. That's 856-347-7328. If you need it again, there's a rewind button on your podcast player. We are picking the movies in April and record... We are picking the movies in April on a special date to be announced, and we will release the episodes in May. All you got to do is call in, leave us your name, where you're calling from, the movie you'd like to hear, and a short description of it. Keep it punchy. Keep it quick. They've been good. The ones we've coming in this year, you've all been doing great, so keep it up. Once again, 856-347-7328. You have until 1159.59 on March 31st. When the clock strikes April, it's over. If you're hearing this on an Android device and you're not using the Podcast Republic app, head on over to the Google Play Store and check it out. There are thousands of good reviews from listeners all over the world telling you the wonderful features that they like, such as favoriting your episodes so they show up and you don't have to remember it. I don't know about you, but I don't remember any days for any of my podcasts. Nope. I don't remember any days, period. Like If it's not yeah, in my phone, gonna... that day doesn't exist. <laughs> An important part of every day for the last year for me is clicking my phone on in the morning going, what day is it? Okay, what do I have to do today? So let the podcast app do the work for you. That's the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the mega podcasting powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who absolutely positively surely would have been cast as TikTok in the high school version of this Film or play, I suppose. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Leno. I would not have wanted to be, though, because the dude, we'll get into it, but uh, the way they actually had a man playing TikTok looks like it would have destroyed your back. And I... Oh, do they have someone all scrunched up in yeah, there? It's a man. It's a it's a gay guy. If you go to the, the Instagram movies that made us gay, uh, they made a post about it in March. He's literally like, like squatted down and also bent in half. And so he's just like walking, but he, I, I don't want to come off insensitive here, but why would you not cast a little person to play the, the thing like this? Like, so you know, like, because, uh, like Mr. Kenny Baker in R2-D2. So I think it's because for the proportions, like it's the head is a, it's a, it's a full like animatronic piece. Like there's no okay. one. So like your a head can't be inside of it. Like a human head can't be inside of it. Sure. But like, TikTok's like four feet tall. I feel like you could cast a person who was short enough to comfortably shorter than, for, more shorter comfortably than ten year old Faruza Balk. Because TikTok's no, about no, no, her I'm height. Say, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I yeah, I, I yes, I do think this is but I mean someone was inside R two D two. Kenny Baker was inside R two D two. Yeah, but R two's what, like three feet tall? I mean, yeah. About the same. That seems like right around the TikTok height. I don't know. Anyway, we watched Return to Oz. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your 40-year sequel. Something's gotta be about your 40-year sequel. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega powers, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. More than that, I think it's 46 on this bad boy. 
because uh, 1939, 1985. Oh, almost 50 years. Yes. Uh, it's Andrew programs the show in the month of April. That very catchy acronym, Absit Moa, that you all know and love. Back again in 2021. So why are we doing this? Um, so this is a movie that I've seen again, like the the thing. Uh, I've seen I've seen the singles, but I've never listened to the whole album. Uh, and it's sort of legendary in like children's movies of things that are scary that kids are exposed to and like kids are like I'm brave for watching like I, I want to feel brave so I'm going to watch this movie and be okay with okay. it it's also just like mind bogglingly buck wild it doesn't make it's very weird it doesn't make sense on a lot of levels like from production from a, like a production standpoint it doesn't really make sense but no we'll get into it's it. also an interesting it's also an interesting anomaly I want to bring up directed by Walter Murch the one and only film he ever directed but this is a, a man who worked for his he, I think he's still right. Uh, Did you say he it. written and directed, or just directed? I I I don't know if he has writing credit. I just know he was director. But this is the only thing he ever directed. He was a sound guy, uh, worked a lot in sound, and also was a, a film editor. So he worked in either or both of those categories on a lot of movies you've heard of: Godfather Two, Apocalypse Now, former episode of this show, Ghost, mm-hmm. uh, the the English Patient, which he has a couple Academy Awards from English Patient, and I believe another one. Uh, from something else on the list. I apologize. I didn't write it down, but just an interesting thing is I don't think this movie is poorly directed. It didn't make a lot of money. No. Uh, and I wonder, well, Disney, I, 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 Disney I, was like, this is awful. We're not going to promote this and it's going to be in theaters for a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff comes down to marketing, but in terms of looking at this movie and, you know, making an assessment of his director, there's some cool stuff going on yeah, here. There's some interesting blocking, interesting choices of shots objectively if you're looking at it just as a movie it it's there's cool a lot of there's cool stuff happening but then you realize it's a wizard of oz sequel that isn't a wizard of oz sequel but it is a wizard of oz sequel and it's it starts to get real muddy it's really interesting to me because i know that the wizard of oz has something like 30 books in the series it might be more than that oh is it that many yeah, it's it's a preposterous. I always thought it was I more like a after, nine, ten, like a eleven, like a nine to eleven sweet spot. There were more books written after. Oh, because uh, his L. son, Frank L. Frank's son, started doing it. I think. I believe that's correct. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's his son that wrote all of these, but there were just a, a million uh, books in this original. So, there, so the original book comes out in 1900, and I'm pulling it up the the list here, trying to quickly i believe i saw yesterday so he did l frank Baum did it looks like 14 books oh wow there's already more than i assumed yeah plus plus plays and stuff and then there were many other books written so even if you just take his original 14 that's a lot i think the the, the number of written by others gets you up in the ballpark of we're talking like a 30 or so books. and animorphs yeah, so uh, this this woman Ruth Thompson, Ruth Plumley Thompson, she wrote twenty one. Uh, this this says an original Oz book was published every Christmas between nineteen thirteen and nineteen forty two. So that's wow. that's about thirty right there. Uh, hugely popular, enormously popular. I have very little connection to anything of Wizard of Oz, including the original movie. Although I did watch that many times as a kid, and I obviously am like soaked in it from culture because it's 
the it's the oldest movie that endures in our American culture. And obviously, like I, you know, I've I've, I think I've been to the Smithsonian. I've seen the Ruby Slippers. I've you know I've you know I know I made jokes about this movie and quoted lines from it and all those things. Yeah, the, the original Wizard of Oz holds a special place in my heart because like. In high school, looking back, what I had, what I'm, what I would call my first panic attack in high school, and I like couldn't handle. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I can't handle writing this, this paper. I didn't know what to do. Like, ended up like cr- almost or was crying to mom about like how overwhelmed by everything I felt in the world. She was like, Okay, you're not gonna go to school tomorrow. Just you'll write the paper tomorrow. It's okay. Let's just hang out on the couch. And it's late. It's a, it, I was obviously writing this late paper late at night. So yeah, like at nine thirty. It's like at nine thirty, ten o'clock, and we. Uh, I think she made me some tea, and we lay on the couch, and we watched The Wizard of Oz, as like a calm me down moment. So like for that reason, it's very special. Also, all the like LGBT and you know pop culture icon stuff uh, that I love about this movie, um, and also I know like some a lot of behind the scenes stuff for the original comparisons to the book because I read the book when I or it was read to me when I was in fourth grade. It was like. My fourth grade teacher ended the day by reading like a chapter or a chunk of the book mm-hmm. uh, to us. Okay. I, I should rephrase. I don't dislike oh, I Wizard of Oz. It's just, it's not. It, yeah. Well, I just, I wanted to make sure I phrased it appropriately for folks out there. So I know this is a, this is a movie that's beloved by millions of the people. The original. I know many, many people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Yes. Yes. I don't like have any animosity toward it. I just, it's just, it just. I have I, general vague goodwill is where I land yeah. on. It's like it's fine if somebody if somebody was like you want to watch that I'd be like not really but okay like that's fine. Uh, it seems like a movie that'd be super fun to watch at a revival screening. It seems oh, like I would love that the, the 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 color transition would really pop if you could find this on uh, a print somewhere. So I you know I, I, that's that's all I'm saying. But I wound up for like nine minutes there. But what I was originally trying to say is despite the fact that I know there are you know, 13 original sequels plus another 30 or 50 or whatever the hell the number is. The original movie, I don't know how the book ends. I don't know the difference is. I'll probably you may. But the original movie doesn't feel like one that needs a sequel to no, me. No, not at all. It, 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 it's a, it's a, you know, story about growth of, you know, character and, and, and Dorothy has a, a, a journey of in both the literal and, metaphysical sense you know mm-hmm. she changes she, or, you know she's she's meets new friends and they change her and she has you know epiphanies and, and all that and then at the end it's like well she has now had this formative experience that is going to shape her life but it's the the idea of checking back in on dorothy seems ludicrous to me on its face like it's it's such a crazy idea and it also also just, to I'd me rather just go says back to us like right right there's a lot of people like, in us <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like if if like it doesn't need to be do- or or it's something where like Dorothy has decided to move there. Like she's okay. just like I don't well, like I the meant, regular like, world the anymore. Story, a story in Oz, like a new witch has appeared, and now the scarecrow who's in charge of the Emerald City has to like rally the troops to like go fight a different witch. Like I don't like yeah yeah options that you could have taken for a sequel. <laughs> The modern sequel to this to, would be Dorothy is 17 and broody and she doesn't feel like she fits in and she's sick of living in the black and white world. And so she runs away to Oz and then it becomes like this much, much like this. It becomes a very I mean, dangerous. You're journey. thinking of Tin Man, the sci-fi miniseries that I loved. Oh, really? Is that what the, yeah. is that the same gimmick? Zoe Deschanel plays DG, a diner waitress. And Alan Cumming plays the scarecrow. Really? I'm sorry. We have to stop there. We're gonna have to, I'm sorry. I was taking a sip of water. 
pull yep. back the curtain to let people know there was a pause for for the reasons of hydration. Her name is DG. Yes, I'm so upset. Well, it's it's ridiculous. Well, it's because you find out in the end. Spoiler alert for a eight year old miniseries. <laughs> I believe it's probably older than eight. No, years. it's it was when I was in high school. So it was it's. It's 2021. Jesus H. Christ. And you graduated in 2009, my friend. 2010. (laughs) Jesus. 2010. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, uh, a 15 year old. Correction. It is more than eight years old, but okay. You find out that uh, Zoe Deschanel's character isn't Dorothy Gale. Her mom was Dorothy Gale. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's, that's the other way I assumed that would go. Yeah. So her name, she's DG, and Aunt Emma and Uncle Henry are robots that were sent to that were sent back to Kansas to protect her. You got it almost exactly right, by the way. Two thousand seven. It's got a great score, honestly. It's like a, something nice to say about it. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, the Wizard of Oz is so clearly not in need of a sequel that the worst people on earth, Hollywood executives. Were, were unable to greenlight one. Like even they, in their cynicalist, cash grabby, terrible Barely tried opinions, to. Like there's not a lot of yeah. talk. Like you don't hear a lot of rumblings right. of like, oh, they're doing a sequel. Like that very rarely right. happened. There was the Disney try in the fifties and sixties that failed, and then the license was going to run up, much like Spider Man and Fantastic Four in recent years. Yeah. And so Disney was like, we got to do something with this stupid thing or we're going to lose it. And so they just like farted this thing out, but, which is probably why Walter Murch got this opportunity. Frankly, it was like, no one wants to touch this. Somebody who doesn't normally do this is going to try it. It's just it doesn't. It's so vexing because on paper, a sequel to or a follow up, not even sequel, we'll say a follow up to The Wizard of Oz is a is a softball. Not even it's a T-ball. Sure. It's a T-ball. And somehow they missed. Yeah, I I think the problem is if you ask five people, 10 people, 50 people what their idea of a Wizard of Oz sequel is, you're going to get 50 disparate answers. Yeah. Right. It's not it's not as if you have a, uh, you know, back to the future. Built and in. then you ask somebody even beyond the built fact that back to the future sets up its sequel. Like if you cut back to the future off at the point where like Marty reunites on the porch with, with the girlfriend and you go, Hey, what's the sequel to this movie? People are like, Oh, well doc Doc comes back and they have another adventure. Yeah. Pop around. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you know, if you, you know, there are movies that doc and Marty close their, (laughs) right. Exactly. Like there are movies that close the book and there are movies that do not. And Dar- the Wizard of Oz, the 1939 movie, is a book closer. Like, it's it. We don't need to well, be there sequel- anymore. I mean, sequels weren't really a thing in 1938 or 9. I have no idea if that's true, but I one would I think I don't think they were as freak- common. They, were, they weren't as expected. I don't know, dude. They were making a ton of those Universal Monster movies. I, I think you're incorrect there. Which are not necessarily sequels, but it's like another Wolfman movie. But I would argue that like those aren't considered like quote unquote high art not that wizard of oz is high art but like wizard of oz is more of a film like it's a very respected film i don't know that like the lon cheney gang is respected in that way i i don't know i think they made a lot of money which is which is very powerful i don't know what 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 the answer is about contemporary reviews but they made a lot of money 
Anyway, the other part of this that I think is wild is uh, Feruza Balk, who's a, a very good Baby actress. I've She's many, got big yeah. Macaulay Culkin energy. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I think she got cast in this entirely because of those big blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of action happened in there, a lot of emotion. But could you imagine? She's eleven. She's I 10. think ten, eleven. Okay. Presumably, she's seen The Wizard of Oz. Maybe she likes it. I don't know. I don't want to presume. But she's seen the movie. She knows that everybody that she knows knows this movie. Her mom, dad, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, the person who checks them out at the grocery store, their teacher, whatever. Mm-hmm. All those people, They everybody knows this movie. Like, this is probably, to this day, one of the most universally known. Like, if you said to a random person on the street, like, tell me one thing about Wizard of Oz, they could answer that. They, don't, they might not have a detail. Any still from The Wizard of Oz and said, what movie is this? Yes. Yeah, it's probably one of the most identifiable movies in the American film canon, period. I mean, for a number mm-hmm. of reasons. But it's 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 very memorable. It's vibrantly in color. It's got – and because – like, part of what makes Wizard of Oz stand out so much is that transition from black and white to color. Do you know how they and did the that? And the way that they – where Dorothy runs to the uh, door and opens it. I I I have I do not know the answer right now. I have heard this before, I'm sure, but go so ahead. So the inside of the house was painted sepia tone and they had her st- oh, that they had sense. her stunt double wearing the sepia tone dress run up to the door and open it so you never saw the front of her face and then Judy Garland uh-huh. in the blue dress walked out. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's like a little magic trick, like a, That movie's like, full I'm of not magic. being silly. Yeah, but like Stage magic is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But anyway, the colors are very vibrant in that movie on purpose. It's it's purposely this fantastical world where the colors are sort of jumping off the screen and everything looks Mm -hmm. that way. Uh, So she's 10 years old and they're like, you're going to play Dorothy. Maybe she's too young to be afraid of that. But if you asked me to step into a role that iconic, I would shit my pants. Uh Like, that's crazy terrifying. Well, also, the problem is that, like, in the 30s, MGM wanted to get Shirley Temple for Dorothy because they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. That Dorothy's about that age in the books, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. And instead they were like, uh, whoever, whatever studio monster had her wouldn't let her out of her contract or addend the contract to let her do it. Right. So they were like, all right, we're just going to make it a 16-year-old, bump up the music, make it a little more mature, whatever, whatever. And they cast Judy Garland, who is 16, but looks like she's in her early 20s. Yeah. And That's because her diet was, her, was like amphetamines was and quaaludes and Pall Mall cigarettes <laughs> and one cup of chicken soup. Yeah, um, no, a strained chicken soup yeah. though. You have to eat it with. You have to eat it. You have to eat it after someone has poured only the broth into a cup. Yes, exactly. So like, there's that of this weird age jump, which they had to know going into like this is going to be jarring, right? Because. The Wizard of Oz books, it's silver slippers. They're mm-hmm. not they're not ruby because I think some people read into it that the yellow brick road is, is like an economic allegory that like the silver slippers mm. represented silver standard, yellow brick road represented gold standard. I don't know specifics beyond that, but holy cow, that's like some weird Yeah. That is a reading people have done of the book. I'm sure, I'm sure. But as we both know, my stance on that is 99 times out of 100, that is not intentional on the point of the author. And I used to get in serious fights in my English classes with English teachers because one time there was an author who... The Red Wheelbarrow? Had, oh, what's the Red Wheelbarrow? It's like a, literally a, a, force, a two-sentence story that's like, I loved the Red Wheelbarrow glistening with dew, the Red Wheelbarrow carried. And they were like, what does it represent? And I was like, fucking farm equipment. 
<laughs> I get the point of what they're doing, but it's like so many books aren't written to be analyzed this way, and we are doing it to them, and they don't deserve it. Just enjoy reading the story. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. Continue with your shoes. I'm um, sorry. So when they were making the movie and they realized what the impact of the Technicolor was going to be, they were like, we can't do silver. Silver's stupid. Let's make them red. Red is going to be the, the most popping color yeah. on the screen. So they, they made them ruby slippers, which is why True Wizard of Oz stuff mentions the silver slippers. Like the Muppets Wizard of Oz, they're silver slippers. Because if you want your Wizard of Oz property to have ruby slippers, you're paying MGM for that right, for the rights right. to that. Right. So yeah. why on earth Disney was like, yeah, we, we want the ruby slippers, but we don't want anything else recognizable for the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes. Like, you don't have any. <laughs> we don't want. <laughs> No scarecrow design. It's like a plate tin with man candles isn't... on it. And you're like, right, right. And, and they're like, we're singing happy birthday. There's candles on a plate. What more do you want? The cake and the frosting <laughs> and the sprinkle. Like the rest of <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. And TikTok is very obviously, I'm sure he's a character. I'm sure he's a character in the books. Please save he your is. tweets. But in, in this movie, he reads as <laughs> mechanical metal man that you would buy at a Halloween store. And it would be the Tin Man outfit. But, you know, not what... Metal alloy man. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just don't understand why they went through so much trouble to try and make it. Although, apparently, the guy who wrote or directed one of the two was like, it was never meant to be a direct specific sequel to the movie Wizard of Oz. And I was like, could have fooled me. Why the yeah. movie? Just take him out. I will, I will say, in their defense, the ruby slippers are so iconic and entrenched in pop culture that if you picked a different color, people would be, I think, genuinely confused because you have to remember it's 1985. Mm-hmm. There is no internet nerd group to be like, well, actually in the book, they were silver. But thibers. like, then why did you also change the way the Tin Man looked, the Scarecrow looked, the Cowardly well, Lion, that's what the I Emerald was, City? Like that, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's better if you don't change them. But I, if you are truly just doing like, hey, we're adapting other Oz book, I think if you were to pick, like, if you were to say, we're going to throw everything out and make our own new thing, I think you might still have to go get the ruby slippers. I know. Do you understand but what like, I mean? When, like, I, I, you I, I think this that, is executed poorly. Yes. But, like, I think when you do that, because you're still holding on to that iconic piece, like, people know what stuff looks like. Like, Tin Man, Scarecrow, and Cowardly mm-hmm. Lion are very recognizable. Yeah. And so, like, to fully completely change them into nightmare monsters and then like the emerald city doesn't look any it looks like downtown detroit like it just looks like a city yeah well and the other thing about this it's like the three characters that dorothy meets we should start moving through the plot but after this after this we will do that dorothy has a scarecrow analog in Pumpkinhead. jack 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 Pumpkinhead. in tin man she has an analog with tiktok and in the Bellina. G- no, no, the the Moose Man, G- G- Gump. Gump, I think. Goom- oh, it is Gump because he's a Gump from a forest. Yeah. So Gump is the cowardly lion, mm-hmm. and then we also have a talking chicken, which is honestly the best part of the movie. Yeah, but it makes the least sense. I mean, yes, it, uh, it's the. I actually the chicken led to the there was one moment with the chicken where I had a good hearty chuckle, and one ho- moment with the chicken where I actually out loud. In the afternoon, in my house, house went ha! Like She's got that actually lines. happened. Well, yeah, well, we'll get to the thing that made me ha so yeah. hard in, in a, as as it comes. But uh, so 
it's weird because they just basically they, it, exactly what you're describing is like we made the deep discount version except for the slippers. And I, I think this movie isn't great, but I think that they made a correct call and like we can swap everything, but we have to keep the ruby slippers. But they failed in in the execution is what I was trying to give that. I would. Yeah, they failed in the execution because they when we see the characters we know, it's like that's them. Right. Also, I would the beginning of the original Wizard of Oz musically is like a very iconic piece of music like my friend and i mm-hmm. were talking about that once i said beauty and the beast is my favorite musical opening and he started to play it on the piano and i was like don't because i'm gonna cry and then he was like here's <laughs> mine i think he was like and he just started playing the like bum 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 and i was like oh yeah wizard of oz that's, I, that's also a beautiful thing and then you compare it to the way th- which is like it's this sweeping orchestra that's like you're in right, for a right. whimsical journey for the young and the young at heart and then you, this one opens with like sad piano music, almost akin to Mommy Dearest and Feruza yeah. Balk laying in a bed catatonic. Big different energies. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the thing that I was most using as a touch point for this that was not Wizard of Oz, Wicked. but Labyrinth. Labyrinth to Good me call. is, yeah, like the style of this, the, the, the set designs, the energy of the characters, the energy of the bad guy, bad lady, it all feels very, very labyrinth to me. It's definitely got that big labyrinth energy. And and sort of like, I think the, the you would know, labyrinth is, I think, Henson, Henson oh. related. Oh, yes. yeah. It is the, Henson Studios. But labyrinth always felt to me like either rip off Henson or like weird dark corner Henson and this. Yeah. (laughs) You're in the dark corner with the dark crystal. Yeah. I dark crystal feels more Henson-y to me than labyrinth. I can't, I can't articulate. It's also been a long time since I've seen them. To me, they're like, so it's one and the same. It's possible that I'm totally wrong here. It's been a very long time. Um, I haven't seen Dark Crystal since I was a kid. I remember we almost did an episode on it when that new Netflix thing came out, right? Was it Netflix? Yeah, the Netflix, Somebody the Netflix did an update thing is pretty well regarded. So we almost did Dark Crystal then and, and didn't. But anyway, uh, this feels very much like Labyrinth and not at all like Wizard of Oz. Yes. Which I, uh, that's a very fair, you know, comparison to draw. Girl goes to a magical world and has to, you know, whatever. Everything is creepy. the 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 way the monsters are is all very creepy. So I just mm-hmm. was, yeah, I was, I was I, the whole time I was thinking like, oh man, this is very labyrinthy. Um, but anyway, we start as you said with a catatonic Frieza Balk and some and some janky music, and I, uh, I, I could see, I could see this being beloved within like ten minutes, where I was like. She she's catatonic. She's out on the farm, and then it starts to get weird almost immediately. Mm-hmm. She finds this key that has a cool design with like an O and a Z hidden in it, which I thought was kind of cool. And they decide to take Dorothy on a little trip. It's Annie M and Dar- Dorothy. Did you know going who played to Annie M? No, it's Piper Laurie. It's Carrie's mother. Mmm. I didn't recognize. Go to her. your closet and closet and pray, Dorothy. That's a much weirder version of this movie, I'll tell you what. First in was intercourse. Say it, woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Uh, I love Carrie. You don't know how much I fucking yeah, love Carrie. I do. I I do know how much I do. It comes up a lot. Uh, so Zarathy goes to see this shrink, who clearly thinks she's just lost well, her marbles. Also, okay, again, the 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 Gale family are farmers in Kansas who don't have yes. electricity. In yes. what world are Uncle Henry and Aunt Em like? You know what Dorothy needs? ECT. Let's stick a leather belt in her mouth. Like no, I, I assume I, just, I assume I assume they don't know that's what is happening. No, it's I assume they're taking the paper. The newspaper says like electricity, like it's it's a whole thing. But but I think that in the time period this is set, electricity is basically snake oil to to most people who don't have it. Yeah, but so then why would they trust? I wouldn't trust. I don't think they would trust it. No, I think people are sold on it being like the new wonder of the world, I, the Western world's revitalization, great, great electricity. I also don't understand why they chose to firmly set it in this like Victorian Edwardian period. Like original yeah. Wizard of Oz is hand wavy dust bowl. It's yes. old. Like that's, yeah, it's old timey. And this it's, it's full mutton sleeves with, with the pointed shoulders and the floor length gowns. And I was just like, Why? Why did we choose so to that's do what, this? So that is, I didn't articulate this well, but that is the kind of thing I was talking about before where I was saying, like, you can throw everything out, but you have to keep the ruby slippers. I think they were trying to do something that stood on its own. I think the attempt, I think they failed, but I think the attempt at this movie was, we're going to take Wizard of Oz. It's almost like when they do the reboot cools now, where it's like, like the Disney we're going to reference... Yeah, that's probably a good analog for it. I was thinking more uh, of like your traditional reboot that's also kind of a sequel, but the Disney live actions is probably a better example, even though I've only seen one or two of those, of like, we make a list of the things we have to include, and then the rest you can do whatever you want with. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. you can make this character a little more villainous or make this character, you know, shade this character a little differently, but you can also just like throw out all the costumes that's not necessarily true with all those Disney movies. Like I'm pretty sure Belle's dress Belle's would dress make the offensive. list of things. Yeah. Well, yellow but dress it's like offensive. You, but you would put the yellow dress on the list of things that you couldn't change yeah. about Beauty and the Beast, right? Like you, you basically those, the way those things work. Enchanted yeah. objects. Yeah. Everything yeah. else. That's that. Yeah. And then like maybe a couple of the songs have to stay. Mm-hmm. That is my assumption on how they make those movies is like you take the animated movie that's beloved, you watch it, you make a list of the things that have to stay and then let the filmmaker go and be like, you just have to include these 10 items on the recipe. You know, it's kind of like chopped, but awful. <laughs> Except no one wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone loses, especially the audience. So that's what I think they're going for here is like, we're going to do it in a different time period. We're going to make Dorothy a completely different age. We're going to redesign all the characters. We're going to do all that stuff. And so they really were trying to make their own thing other than the Ruby slippers, which like I said, I think becomes so much of a cultural touch point that people would be confused. The rest of the stuff, I think, I think you can make a very good Wizard of Oz adaptation in 1985. That looks, you know, that has a lot of the DNA of this movie and that is good. That I, it, yeah, just like, it can be done. Right. It isn't in this particular instance. I, you know, I obviously don't think this is a great movie, but I think you could do that. And I think that's what they were trying to do here. I just think they were ambitious and failed. Yeah. I think the script, I don't, I don't understand why the script is so dark because the original Wizard of Oz script is not like, it's got scary moments, but it's not bleak. 
Yeah, I this is this is bleak. Despite the fact that the original movie has a, a young girl get a serious head injury during the Dust Bowl and transport to a magical world, like it's surprisingly not bleak for what that actually would be. Even when Miss Gulch in the beginning is like, I'm going to take Toto to the sheriff's station and have him, you know, destroyed, you only feel sad about that for like 30 seconds until Toto jumps out of the basket and you're like, oh, they're going to run. Like, so, they're going to be fine. Right. Right. This movie is like Dorothy needs to get electroshock therapy. Let's spend seven minutes showing how awful this facility is. And yeah, I did. You think the male doctor, the doctor, was seemed villainous in the human world? Yes. Yeah. I I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna see the doctor incarnated as the Rock Man. He is. Oh, then the makeup was good enough that I didn't put yeah. that together. But I was like, surely this is the bad guy. See, I didn't think he was a bad person. He was like, oh, the part, the part where he's like anthropomorphizing the the electroshock machine, where he's like, look, here's his eyes, and there's his nose. That's how you make children comfortable with surgery equipment. I don't know, man. I got several adult teeth pulled when I was a young, was a child. Like, I think mom like told him she was like, you have to like, or like we're getting stitches. It was like if you aren't gonna talk to him and like explain and like make it a thing with him. You're, it's not going to be good for anybody. So, like, to me, it stood out as, like, oh, that's how you... Like, if you're doing an experimental procedure on a child who has an overactive imagination, this is how you're going to calm that child down. Like, oh, look, the machine has a face. Like, the machine is, like, the friends you're talking about in Oz. You know what I mean? I, I Objectively, yes, but I think it speaks to our differences in brains because, like, when I went to the dentist and they're like, here's Mr. Thirsty, I was like, can we not... Can we not anthropomorphize the suction tube, please? Can we call it what it is by its proper term? Well, it is a suction tube, thank you. I, I'm not that stupid. I didn't need it anthropomorphized, but like I needed you to I needed to point to something and be like, what are you doing with that? And you had to tell me what like what is that needle for? What is that for? Yeah. Which like yeah. is the analog for Dorothy of like, hey, let's it's not scary. Like that's how it made it not scary for me was knowing everything. For Dorothy, that's I, how you yeah, make I, it not I, scary. I, I totally get that. I just, I, he, he comes off like a Nazi camp doctor to me. I did not when he's get that, doing that at all. And then the movie treats him horribly at the end. And I was like, whoa, what? Well, he is. So this is the thing. They're, they're doing a thing, which a lot of movies do, which is go back in time, 30, 40, 50, whatever, how many years show off something that at the time was thought to be a proper medical treatment and make it villainous. And I think it's, it's a dangerous thing to do because every 15 years. Right. But we do it in way, way, way more controlled ways. It's not, (laughs) it is not the theater, the theater that it, that it once was. It's a very subdued procedure. But we're also like, you know, we're not that far away from when we just lobotomized people who had any sort mm-hmm. of mental illness and just turned them into vegetables and, and left them in homes like that one Kennedy sibling that they just like yeah. did away with. And, and it's like that that wasn't that long ago. That was 50, 60 years ago when that happened. So I, I see like Williams sister. every yeah, every time you jump forward 15 years and look back at what what a medical procedure was 15 years ago it looks barbaric because of the rate of progress in that area. Like this, uh, there's a much more tame example. Look at like a torn ACL used to be the end of a career for a professional athlete. Like you tore your ACL. That's it. Like you're never the same again. Now 
And they would have to like slice your leg totally open and get all in there. Now they make like three little holes. One's a camera and two are little arms. They go in, they fix you up. And then people are back to like normal full physical activity six, eight, 10, 12 months later, whatever the time frame is, I could be wrong on that. But like, it's, it's amazing how quickly that changes. And knees, like we're talking third, third, 25, 30 years, the difference of a knee surgery being like the or the end of a pro athlete's career, certainly, or even the end of someone who likes to hike or ski or whatever, being able to do that anymore. And now it's like, no, you just, you get right back to that stuff, man. You're back to as good as new. So medicine from 2020 will look completely barbaric in 2035 or 20 and not completely barbaric, but like crazy. And in 20, in 2065, people are going to be like, what barbarians? Can you imagine they were using blades to cut into people? What, what monsters? And so that's, that's what they're doing here. And it's at the time, this wasn't a barbarian monster thing. This was cutting edge science at the time. It was just wrong. I mean, there was barbarianism to it because you could easily women, women who spoke up, you know, yeah, give them a yeah. few zap zaps. No, I'm I'm not I'm not giving them. A, yeah. I'm not writing off the the horrors that happened under but the guise of therapy. In in theory, on paper, it was designed to truly help people. And I think for me, because his nurse was so like mustache twirling villain, like she might as well yes, have had a handlebar yes. mustache that she twirled. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's the bad guy, because right. in in the Wizard of Oz, you know, there's a lot of analogs. The one that isn't there, because it's three helpers and the witch are have analog and the wizard. Yeah. So I, in my brain, I was like, oh, okay, so he's going to be like the wizard in or what analog, and she's going to be the wicked witch analog. But in they painted them both villainous, and I was like, that didn't. I didn't get villainy from that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely got. I definitely got that he was a bad guy. I, although I didn't recognize him under the rock makeup, so yes. <laughs> I, I not and didn't didn't catch that on the cast list, I guess. So the other thing about this that I think is Buck Wild, we talk about you know like making Wizard of Oz sequel and yada yada or adaptation. I think is probably the term Walter Murch would prefer. The premises, like I'm just imagining the pitch meeting. Yeah, it's like, like, all right, I'll Walter, sit, sit on down, tell us what you got, and he's like, all right, so. We start with Dorothy's family thinks she's insane, so they drop her off at an insane asylum to get. That's the opening of the movie to electrify her brain until it stops being bad. What are we talking about? What? Well, if you read the Wikipedia, the writer was like, he knew it was going to be a hard sell writing such a dark script, and I was like, then why did you like? (laughs) Why did you? Well, it wasn't a hard sell, but we all suffered for it. Like, I just don't understand why they made the choices they made. Like, sure, you want to separate yourself with new characters, whatever, whatever. Why is this your framing device? Right. Why? It makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's it's scary. It's creepy. It's 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 uh, dystopian-ish almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so the lights go out as they're about to zap zap Dorothy. And this creepy girl who's been showing up and in and out, and I was like, oh, it's someone from Oz, I guess. And right, it is. Right. Runs in and unstraps Dorothy from the from the bed, and they run out, they run away, and end up falling into a river. And I honestly really like this river sequence. It's it's very there's, it's very cool effects. It's tense. It's not. It's scary, but not in the like in a very different way than everything we've seen so far. It's more like thrilling. Uh, Dorothy ends up in like a chicken coop cage floating down the river. It's almost like a, it looks almost like a crib, like a baby's crib. A little bit. Yeah. 
it also took me I, like there were like three or four lines from the young girl who helps her escape. And I was like, I, this, something is wrong here. I can't put my finger on it. And then I finally, there was one where she was running away and you heard her voice. And I was like, Oh, it's like Yorku. In, oh, it's real uh, bad ADR. A summer rental. Yeah. And it, they, they had someone dub her because she was English mm-hmm. and they wanted her to sound American, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> like who cares? Who could possibly care? I don't know. Some people are like that. And so I think it would be not that weird if people in Oz had accents. But she, we're not supposed to know she's from Oz. I guess. So uh, Dorothy wakes up in a puddle, it's still in the chicken coop, and now her chicken is there. And I was like, "What? Hang on." Toto was with her when the when the tornado picked up the house. It makes sense why Toto was there. Why is yes. her actual chicken from Kansas here? Right. It should have been their chicken coop. Yeah, a and chicken she could have been Kansas. like a chicken from Oz. Well, no, 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 no. It, like it could have, it should have been their chicken coop. And she's like, Oh, my chicken coop. And she like climbs in and she's but like, they took the Oregon trail to get to the hospital. Like it's not y- yeah. next. Yeah. It's not next no, you, door. Right. Right. The other thing, and I don't want to dunk too much on a child actor, but the two of them, the scenes where the two of them are trying to get out of the hospital are the most like, community theater-esque playing for the back row. There's a scene where they're looking to see if the doctors come, and obviously I can't relay this. Yes, but before they hide behind the coats, they do a Muppets-esque, like, all right, check and see if the coast is clear. Big sweeping glance left, big sweeping glance right, and almost spiked the camera both times, and I was like, oh my god, a little less broad, people. A little less broad. You can teach them something. We weren't giving them amphetamines and quaaludes in the 80s, so... It was, it was Scooby-Doo-esque. You know. Oh, no, it was Muppets. You were right. Yeah. So, yes, we're back in... We're, we're now in the land of Oz. And I, just, I was just like, why is it her chicken? I don't... Why? And then she's like, <laughs> "We're oh, we're in the Deadly Desert. And I was like, that was not in the original movie. Like, right. Deadly Desert is a thing. I'm aware of that. But, like, we've never heard of this. And then... Yeah. So, in the original book... The ruby, the silver slippers fly Dorothy home. It's not a magic dreamy thing. It, they fly her right. home. And as Physically. she's flying home, they fall off her feet, which is why she can't just go back to Oz. Yeah. And they use that in this. And I was like, but they, what? The other, this movie also, like the part where, so the first movie is so obviously Dor- well, maybe not. Maybe other people have an interpretation, but my interpretation of the Wizard of Oz has always been like Dorothy has a dream, and which people that she knows are inhabit like characteristics of the people that she knows dearly create new people. But she's basically having a dream in which she has an adventure with her friends, yeah, or her not friends, family. She learned to to learn something. Right, right, right. But it's like, I, I get what we're doing, like the analog of the, you know, you learn this from this person, this from that person stuff. It's great. All fine. The version that we see in Return to Oz Not seems that. to be that there actually there actually is a place called Oz that she travels to physically. This is not this is not a dream at all. And furthermore, what does that implicate for the analogs where it's like the doctor is the rock monster and the evil witch is the nurse? Like, what does that mean? I don't know. I will say. And why, spoilers, why is the nurse arrested at the end? I don't know why the hell the nurse got arrested at the end. I needed a line. It's, it's like, what? Oh, she she you know, she, she puts you in danger, so they're taking her away. Something. Well, it's like how in the in the stage musical of Wizard of Oz, 
when Dorothy wakes up, there's a line about how a house fell on Miss Gulch. Yeah. Miss Gulch dies in the, like, I don't know, I don't think it gets brought up in the movie. I think they just kind of hand wave it away or whatever. But, like, there's weird real world stuff. And yeah, I remember seeing a production of Wizard of Oz out at the Fulton Theater in Lancaster that was, like, really spectacly whatever. And I really liked the ending because, you know, they wheeled out the bed. Dorothy was in her, like, they were all in their black and whites, whatever. She does the whole, like, you know, if, if I'm missing something it's and it's not in my backyard, I never really lost it to begin with. The whole crux of the story, everyone leaves, and then Dorothy takes off the blanket to get out of bed, and she's still wearing the ruby slippers. And it's a nice moment of, like, oh, Oz is real. Oh, it is real. Yeah, it's a cute yeah. little, like, so, like, my brain always kind of conflates that interpretation that, like, Oz is a real place, but, like, dreamy, whatever, quality. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think other interpretations are fine. But it's just like yeah. my the way I have always interpreted it is like Oz is not actually really real, but what she experiences there is real. And we all know uh, anyone who listens to this podcast knows how much I hate when movies lie to you and how much I dislike unspecified dream sequences. But the Wizard of Oz is very clearly structured as a dream sequence, but it is it is structured as one. It is like like she gets conked on the head and she wakes up alone in the house and she opens the door. It's like oh we're in a dream. Like it's all. Like it's all the only thing that never laid out that never made sense is why Glinda was an Aunt M. Yes, I agree because she clearly idolizes Aunt it, it makes so much sense that like that's like Aunt M protects her from El- Elvira Gulch, right? Like you know. Anyway, we're back in the deadly desert, and don't worry, it's not an issue. If you touch the sand, you die. But don't worry, we have step, we have stones, and we're just gonna cross it in two seconds, and it's, it's not actually an issue. We're conveniently 16 feet from the the border of the danger. Like, not even 16 feet. Honestly, this movie feels very Pajama Sam. Yeah, I get that. And then, like, in a second later, she's like, it's a lunch pail tree. And I was like, what the? What? (laughs) I was so deeply confused by the lunch pail tree when she, like, plucks it down. I'm like, because I I think I was taking a note... uh, because actually that's what it was. Because I was commenting on, I really liked the claymation rock faces the, where the so rock great. would have a face and go away. And so I missed the explanation of what this tree was. And she's pulling it down. I'm like, that looks like a bucket. And then she opens it and she's like, oh, it's a ham sandwich. And I was like, all right, what? It's a lunch What is tree, happening? Because the mean lady took her lunch. Right. Did you see who almost played the mean lady slash princess Mombi? Was it Judy Garland in a stunt cast? No, God. Judy Garland was not alive. Did she die that that long ago? Yeah. Okay. It was like I thought she died. I don't know when she died. I had no idea. Uh, I believe it was the sixties. Okay. Um, no, seventies. I have no. I idea. watched. I will look it up while you make your point. I saw Judy, and it's great, but I can't remember. I think it's the seventies. No, it might be sixty-nine. I'm going to look it up. Just continue with your point. You do not have to guess. She died in nineteen sixty-nine. Congratulations. Ha. <laughs> um. Uh. Our best friend of the pod mary steenburgen oh really that's hysterical <laughs> that is that is so exactly what they would have pegged her in but you know what what that would mean that would mean no one magic christmas so i vote against it yeah but like you can tell they put a, they wanted a mary steenburgen type oh for sure and then you can tell that back to the future saw this and was like hmm <laughs> i'm not sure that's true but well, she she's she's what's her she's the teacher. Yeah, I know. Uh, so Dorothy's like, oh, they like walk through the woods. She and the chicken, and then she sees a house 
on the in the middle of in the middle of a forest and she's like this is our house that dropped us here last time and i was like where the fuck is munchkin land like in every version of wizard of oz the house lands in munchkin land right right this is a this is a forest right it makes absolutely no sense and i thought it was supposed to be like it happened a long time ago and, and sort of it's grown over, but I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense because then Dorothy came to Oz when she was like six. That's well, impossible. I don't mind it being a Narnia time situation where like time goes differently in Oz, but sure, sure, but sure. there's no structures. There's no houses to, right. to suggest that this was a place. And then it should look like, it should look like the escape from New York version of Munchkin land. Yes. It should look like it should the all- Emerald city. Right, all bombed out and broken glass everywhere. And then Dorothy sees, you know, some yellow bricks and gets sad that the yellow brick road is, you know, I guess no one's paying taxes in Oz, so the roads aren't maintained. I had some real issues with this because the bricks are such a bad color to be golden bricks. Just buy some gold paint. What? Well, I mean, they're supposed to be like muddy and sad, so I get it. But it's still, it looks, it looks like bad gold color it doesn't look like a a, a sad dusty old brick and Fair. also if there's such rampant poverty here do they not need does gold have no meaning because well, i feel like gold. people would have yellow brick it's not golden brick i suppose it looks like gold in the movie is the problem in the original in yeah no it's it's bright yellow it looks like crayons but it's it has like a golden sheen to it mm, you might want to rewatch the movie I, okay, I feel like the yellow brick road road is very shiny. No, it and looks golden like looking. it looks like cadmium yellow. All right, are you looking it up? I, I, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I just have people's interpretations of it in my brain, but maybe like, yeah. I've always pictured them a little more like that. That's a pretty golden color to me. Oh, I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, but so Dorothy's like, oh, we have to get to Emerald City, and I was like, oh, okay, that's a yellow. Yeah, that just is always red gold to me. Hmm. That's all. It's quite. It's like sandstone in the mo- in this movie. Yes. And so the journey that took up mm, half of the original movie, more or less, is a uh, a star wipe in this movie. It's not. It's not even a montage. Yeah. It's it's just. She's a like wipe. we have to get to the Emerald City, and then she runs, and then we cut to her at the end of the Yellowberg Road, looking at what they're telling us is the Emerald City, but I don't. I'm like, this doesn't right. look anything like. At all, like this just doesn't even look like it looks like the the broken out r- remains of the Emerald City. Right, right. The other thing, uh, not to b- belabor and prevent us from moving forward, but when Dorothy is picking up the bricks and she's talking to the chicken, what is the chicken's name? It starts Belina. with B. Belina. Okay, I keep wanting to say Belinda. She's talking to Belina and she she says, "You don't understand." And she's like trying to explain the yellow brick road to her, but the way that Feruza Bach says understand it's very very i know i don't do a very good judy garland but it's it's it was going for tone there more than anything else nope yeah i have it sometimes i don't have it today but it was i I don't know if you caught this as well but i was like oh that's why she got this part (laughs) it's like they had this must have been the audition scene Mm -hmm. because she sounded like judy garland there and i was like oh and it didn't feel like an impression or like a purposeful thing it was just like she sounded like judy garland when she said that phrase so we're in a weird statue garden. Um, yeah, I think it it just it bothers me so much this that it keeps being like, "Hey, this is this is this place," and everyone has to keep saying 
the place and the people right. because if you don't you're not going to get it because it doesn't look anything right emerald city was like rounded it was it looked like art deco it was rounded and green yeah 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 this looks like beige very beige brick walls it was very sort of like uh the design of metropolis the yeah uh, lang movie yeah um and this is where we meet. And at this point, as a first time watcher, I'm like, oh, all of these statues are people. Yeah. Like, they're going to come alive. It's going to be like, they're they're all going to try to kill her. Oh, I, and did, I was I like, I, I went, I think because of Narnia, I was like, no, these are people that got trapped. This is a, a white witch situation. No, I was like, oh, these are these are like the uh, weeping angels on Ooh, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. <laughs> yeah, it's like these are, these are going to come to life and try to snatch her up. Two very different <laughs> reference points. Yeah. Well, no, I know this is the Wheelers because the Wheelers are the terrify, one of the most terrifying. Super creepy. I loved this design. I thought it was awesome because mm-hmm. they're original characters for the movie. They're like they have one giant wheel on each foot, and then they kind of have like like polio crutches, kind of. So like yeah. they have really long hands with a wheel at the end, and then they have a bike helmet with a with a face on it, so that when their their head is down skating, it looks like someone's looking at you. Yeah, I assumed one of these were motorized to make it easier to move around. Do you know anything about it? I don't, but I would imagine there was some kind because I don't think you would. Because you can't, you yeah, like you you could velocity or whatever. Yeah, you could push off with your feet, I guess, with your arms down, but it would be an awkward move. I, I I couldn't quite figure it out, but it looks the 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 what they have done to make their arms longer makes them very unhuman gangly like almost uh almost like a doug jones creature i was just thinking uh, something that. That he would be, he would be inside the suit for he's the guy from uh, shape of water and the ice cream man from legion was it that, that doug jones performance that, that is a doug jones yeah, I was yeah, just, yeah yeah that is that a doug, doug jones, jones yeah yeah yeah, yeah yes yeah that kind of thing like long weird alien arms all that stuff well the guy who plays the lead wheeler is also was one of the uh asylum attendants and oh i didn't catch that yeah and he also was the movement coordinator for the movie which i love i love when like people like you're good at this you need to tell everyone how to be good at this so they chase chickens aren't allowed in the land of oz now right and so i wrote i'm calling it now chicken eggs beat the gnome king okay i did not put that together for a very long time. well we got a good minute monologue of feruza balk talking at her human world chicken about how she needs to start laying eggs or she's going to be fried. Right. And then they were like, chickens are outlawed. The gnome King hates chickens. And I was like, Oh, chicken eggs. (laughs) Yes. You, you are better than me. I give myself a little credit. I did watch the movie in two parts. And so I will give myself a little bit of credit for not necessarily putting the chicken, the Chekhov's chicken together. (laughs) Also for, again, for some reason, all the citizens of Oz dress like it's Edwardian times two. Yeah. Like they, they were like in fantasy clothes. Right. And they were in like suits, but weird, funny color suits and stuff. They were all green. They were in the Emerald City. Right. Anyways. Um, so the wheelers chase them down an alleyway and they realize they realize that there's a, a keyhole in the stone. So uh, Dorothy uses her key to get inside to hide in there. And then the wheelers are like, well, we'll just wait for you. And so they find a metal man and it's TikTok. Uh, it's not a key. It's what Belinda calls a bucky. Bucky. <laughs> Was that one of your jokes? <laughs> no, but that <laughs> I did find it very funny. Honestly, I thought that uh, the chicken really reminded me of uh, Sophia on the Golden Girls. I, yeah, I can see that. Sure. 
Because Sophia is always the one that has the line that sort of injects the reality into the situation to use an improv thing. Like that she's she's calling out the reality of the situation to people who are sort of fantasizing. She's yeah. often the one. It, not that I've seen as many Golden Girls as you. So if I'm wrong in the broad sense, you can let me know. But I've seen like 20 or 25 episodes. And often Sophia is the one who's like, what? That's not how that happened. I can't believe they thing. thought you three were prostitutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I found the chicken doing similar stuff here, which really tickled me. The idea of it being Sophia. Yeah. Uh, so they meet TikTok and on his back panel, it says guaranteed not to live. And I was like, that's a weird proclamation to make. <laughs> <laughs> this will not gain sentience. It's, we assure you. <laughs> like, I imagine that Cyberdyne printed that on. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> printed that on everything. Guaranteed yes, not to see. murder you. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, one of my favorite parts of the T2 ride is the sort of Cyberdyne uh, presentation propaganda Super. presentation where it's like in the future the doctor won't even need to be in the room to do surgery and there's that guy like sitting on a beach watching a sunset as he cuts a person uh-huh. you know whatever and I just I, I'm just thinking of the, the robots being like and all Cyberdyne systems are guaranteed not to come to life and it's like well why do you have to guarantee that <laughs> I, I feel like they would hide it and they would be like, <laughs> like and with long lasting solar batteries you'll never need to worry about your your you know, program dying, and they're guaranteed not to have sentience, and they can take up to 8,000 commands in 50 languages. What was that middle thing? The commands? <laughs> no, no, the middle one, sir. The the part about sentience? I, I feel like you said sentience. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's what I'm just imagining. It's like, you're guaranteed not to murder you in your sleep. Well, why do you have to say that? You like, if you that. have to say that... Th- I assume... Th- <laughs> we all assume that it's not my Roomba doesn't say guaranteed not to chop your toes off <laughs> like if you have to say that I'm very worried about you lying yes I don't trust any of you but we only they only say that so that they explain why TikTok wasn't turned to stone because he's not alive right he's got so he's got a thinking wind up a speaking wind up and an action wind up and you have to make sure all three are wound and honestly, all I thought was like, this sounds like some mini game in a video game yep. bullshit that you'd yep, be like yep, walking yep, yep, and it'd be like, oh, tap the buttons in the right and like keep tapping this and then slowly tap the circle and then also tap the X. No. Yeah. I, I, I also was the, the movie does it a little bit, but I was waiting for more of, oh, this function failed. Oh, this function failed. Mm-hmm. I like his little metal hat. He like tips his hat to Dorothy. It's cute. Oh, I think TikTok whips ass. I, I think this this design is great. He I think slaps. I'm really sorry that I'm, yeah. <laughs> I think that uh it sucks that a person was jammed in there unfortunate in such an unfortunate position. But yeah, I think this guy's awesome. And like I said, I didn't mean that as an insult, but like watching this, I was like a hundred percent that's the character you would have played in the stage musical version of yeah, this. He's a cockroach. Uh, he's uh, got a bulky costume, he provides <laughs> a lot of the comic relief. This is exactly your 14, 15 year old wheelhouse. Yeah. This is this is you. Congratulations, kid. You're wearing a cardboard box again. <laughs> Mom and dad are gonna spend hours making a round <laughs> chicken wire yes. structure that we painstakingly <laughs> yes. covered in be smooth paper aluminum mache. foil. <laughs> it took them 44 hours and if you pump into anything all of that work is ruined don't breathe congrats no they were pretty sturdy 
No, I mean, if you were to have the outside of this be aluminum oh, foil, yeah. mom and dad's costumes were great. But I'm saying if you if the outside of this was smooth aluminum foil, you could not move no, because yeah. it would be like wrinkle, wrinkle, crinkle. Wrinkle, wrinkle. It would be ruined. I'm glad that you said that because mom would have been mom would have been like playing this for dad yeah. furiously. Did you hear what he said? Um, so they go to like leave. He's like, "Oh, give me the med- the lunch pail. I'll I'll save you." And then I realized that like they can just stand on the steps and the wheelers can't get them. Right. <laughs> it's a pretty. It's not a very ADA compliant there. city, the Emerald City. <laughs> Not a lot of people asking for accommodations with a with a despot ruler, huh? Yeah. So TikTok beats them all up, and they uh, make with the with the lunch pail. Yeah, he just spins around. It's pretty rad. I said TikTok whips ass earlier, and here he's whipping some he ass. He is. And they grab the lead uh, wheeler and make them make him take them to Princess Mombi, which he does. And did you recognize uh, this first Princess Mombi? Uh, I didn't, but let me tell you what I did do, which was pause the TV and take a picture and text my D&D group and be like, hey, this is 1000% an outfit my character would wear with no embarrassment which one, whatsoever. Mombi's dress? The big, the, the giant dress. I yes. love Mombi's dress. I want it. It's crazy. It's, it's metal. It's like, sort of like. It's got metal porcupine <laughs> spikes. <laughs> but it's also got this sort of coat of many colors vibe. Joseph of the Amazing Tech Alert Dream Code vibe. It's like. Just, I just mean it's a super colorful, like crazy loud patterns, you know, bright. It colors, reminds me of like, like, like velvety. How when it like yes, multicolor yes. velvet can also have different hues in the different lights. Sure, yeah. But the first Mombi is the Hermione character from Young Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah, I thought she did. She did She's seem very familiar face, to me, but I did not face. look her up. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I like that they included the Dorothy Gale curtsy when she introduces herself to Princess Mombi. I was like, that's a nice little throwback. Yeah. And immediately this Mombi, you, you got Mad Queen energy just off the charts. And I was like, oh, here's the big bad. But it, no. it turned out to be completely wrong. Secondary yeah. bad. Yeah. Frankly, should have it should have just been her as the big bad. I I think she's more frightening than the rock man. Yes. Because she said, she's like, I'm going to go slip into something more comfortable. My boyfriend who was watching with me went, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, just wait. And so she. Yeah. yeah. Save your whoa. Correct response. Wrong energy. Because you're about to have your mind blown. Because I, I, I gasped this audibly happened? when this happened. No, I do not. I, that's why I blind. should have said it earlier. I literally knew nothing about this movie other than it was really weird. And Faruza Bach was Dorothy. That's it. That's yeah. the whole list. Wheelers and Mombi are like the two scariest things in this movie. So she walks Dorothy into this corridor of f- heads in glass cases, like something out of the monster mask. Like Carly Beth is back there. And then she takes out a key and they like hold on the key for a moment. I was like, oh, <laughs> it, it, it there's twinkles. like a light, like a key light, like Bing! special. And she yeah. unlocks the cabinet and then pulls off her head and then puts on a different head. I literally wrote, and in all caps in my handwriting, she changes heads? What the fuck? This is a children's movie! Princess Mombi. So she has 31 heads, and then she realizes that uh, Dorothy Gale is Dorothy Gale, and she says, she's like, well, your head's not pretty yet, but it will be, so I'm just gonna lock you in my tower until you're ready. And then she does. Which is where we get to meet Jack Pumpkinhead. Well, first we see the portrait 
of there's a, a portrait of Scarecrow and Tin Man, and they have okay, yeah. big McDonald Land energy. Oh yeah, they totally do. Yes, it, it looks like Grimace is just out of frame. <laughs> yes, well, Scarecrow's face in this is Grimace face. Yeah, he his eyes don't move. I, it's really odd. But also in the original, it was a human's face with makeup on it. So why in the fuck did you did you decide to make it a puppet this time? The technology exists right. for the makeup. <laughs> Right, and it's a big, it's a big head. It's a really this whole movie has lots of big heads. Yeah. I didn't put that together until right now. This is a big head movie. You got you got pumpkin head, huge head. You got scarecrow, big old dome. You got Rockman, huge dome. Gump, huge dome. TikTok, huge the body. biggest of domes. His, yeah, his, yeah, but big dome. So we meet. Also, we had the opportunity. They had the opportunity. For Jack Pumpkin, for Jack Pumpkinhead to be called Jack O'Lantern, and for him to be Irish, and I, I just <laughs> that hurts me. The idea of him doing some just absurd leprechaun like, oh hello there, Dorothy. I'm Jack O'Lantern. Welcome to the Yellow Brick Road. I'm Jack O'Lantern. Like, are you my mother? Just, just so offensive, just absurd. But like, come on, he's a, a Jack O'Lantern, like. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. You're not wrong. Uh, I was immediately horrified here, though, because we have him going, would you check my head for spoilage? Again, like, what fever dream movie it's are Brian we doing Henson's here? Brian voice, too. Yeah, yeah. He's got a nice ASMR voice, but the words are terrifying that, that Jack says. And he follows that up by saying, are you my mother? No, I don't think you're my mother, but can I call you mother anyway? Mom. And, and she's no, like, it's not mother. Mother, I'll, okay. I would let mother slide more than mom. Because him being like, are you my mom? I can't find my mom. Can I call you mom anyway? And then for the rest of the movie, he's like, mom, what do we do? And I, She says yes. And I'm like, you're a child. No, you're not allowed to let him call you mom. Yeah, it's just, you're 10. If Judy Garland's character had said this to like Scarecrow, maybe. Right. But I just, and she she puts him back together. She's tying his knots back so his arms work again. It's you know a little bit of magic here and there. Oop, oop, Jack's Jack's walking around again, puppeteered by Brian Henson. And so I was actually curious if it was a Doug Jones situation, and it isn't for ninety percent of it. But there's a couple scenes where it's definitely it's a human a doing dude. a stunt. Yeah, yeah. So they use Jack's hand to reach through the bars and open the door from the outside because I guess sure, real short sighted. No his his arms didn't work unattached moments ago, but now I guess you couldn't tie your own arm back on. It requires two hands to tie a knot. Yeah, that's true. He tells her something about powder of life, and I was like, I don't know why she had that, because that doesn't affect anything she does. So Yeah, it seems like it's supposed to be the antidote for the thing later, but it's not the antidote for the thing later. It's mm-hmm. just to make things come alive in this room, which makes very little sense to me. Yeah. So Dorothy sneaks the key off of her and then sneaks down the hallway as all the heads are sleeping. And when she opens the door to where the, the mirror, she opens the mirror to get the light, the life powder, she sees Mombi's real head and it wakes up. And then it's just a hallway of screaming disembodied heads. Yeah, this scene is really unsettling. I could see it really, really, really freaking out a kid. And then it's this like lumbering Frankenstein meets Bride of Frankenstein, but no head lumbering after Dorothy. Yeah, it honestly really reminded me of the scene in Evil Dead where the headless body comes after There's a lot of Evil Dead in this movie. 
yeah, a lot for of sure, Evil Dead. For sure. And a lot of that is technique at the time. Like, this is only four years apart from Evil Dead, so the techniques yep. hadn't shifted considerably. But this one in particular, the way it sort of teeters and totters with its arms up, I was like, oh, man, that's so, so Evil Dead. And then we find out that Dorothy's big plan was to rope together two couches, make palm frond wings, and attach a head to it, and and sprinkle life powder so it, it now is a living creature. And I was just like, yeah. that is a lot on faith. Yes, and also the horror of that creature's life is really unsettling to me. Mm-hmm. And then we like there's too much silly falling and falling apart while they're in peril business. Later, yes. Like a few minutes later when they're flying away and they... I'm like, we don't need this. Like, if you can't give me goofball energy and also murder headless woman energy like you can't like those aren't right you can't do that right this woman is trying to kill and or eat or at least take her head off and then we got jack's head falling off and we got to fly down and catch the head and tiktok's holding the ropes together and it it just it's it's very tonally all over the place but then there's a great moment because the wheelers all chase after the flying couch and two of them trip at the edge of the emeralds or edge of the forest, whatever, and fall into the deadly desert and they turn into sand. And I yeah. really liked that moment. It's a really cool like transformation effect. And then their bodies collapse into sand. And also gives you some stakes, which is good. Yeah. So, so Gump lands and falls apart basically immediately because he was held together with rope and wishes. <laughs> rope and magic powder. And so they all land and they realize they're at the mountain of the, of the gnome king. Somehow Belina gets inside Jack's head and I don't I I must have missed how that happened, but it did happen. I think she fell in after his head fell off. Oh, okay. I think that's what happened. Someone out there will know and correct us. So uh, the Gnome King appears and they're like, we're an army and we want you to give back the Scarecrow. And I was like, you're an you're four people. That is. Yeah, that is not an army. You're barely a unit. (laughs) Yeah. So the Gnome King... You comfortably fit inside a Honda Civic. You are not an army. <laughs> yes. And I don't know why this movie has so much, like, falling, floating effects. Because it's it's it thinks it's supposed to be the Alice in Wonderland movie. How often yes, she's, like, it is, floating. Everything from sort of this point forward is very Alice in Wonderland stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that the, that the Gnome King is like, oh, well, all of those emeralds were stolen from me when when people, when the munchkins or whoever the hell, you know, mined into my mountain and took them. So I took them back, which I was like, oh, okay, that's sure, I guess. But reasonable, reasonable reason to be angry, sure. And so he offers them a challenge. They have three, they can walk into the room of ornaments and touch some, they have three guesses to find the scarecrow. And if they don't, then they all become ornaments. Um, but if he find if they find him, they can leave or whatever. Right. He also has a really good ma- maniacal laugh, which I just wanted to give props to. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I thought he sounded like James Earl Jones. He does a lot sound like James Earl Jones. Um, Mombi has a Wheeler chariot. Yeah, it's very. All of a sudden, she's like, "We're gonna strange. get to the Gnome King," and she's on a chariot with the Wheelers. And I was like, "Okay, sure, dude." <laughs> they're they're horses or people or both? I guess they're both. Yeah, and. For some reason, the more Dor- the Dorothy crew guesses wrong and turns to ornaments, the more lifelike the Gnome King gets. And I, I didn't he's, understand he's absorbing, why. He, I, 
they don't give you a reason, but I did understand that the more people he enslaved, the more he became human. But then what was with all those stone people in the Emerald City? Because, like, you could have scooped them up, wring them out like I don't a, think like a wet can. dish rag. I don't know that he can. I think those people only live in the rock. And so he no, was saying, one of why those. Turn them into rock? Now- why not? Why not do some kind of thing in Emerald City and like take them? Oh, I assumed I assumed the statues were part of this. No, the statues are people in Emerald City that he turned to stone. Right. I'm saying I assumed that was part of it. Oh, of, of where he is now in his transformation? Yes. Correct. Huh. I guess. Like, I think he went from total rock to lesser and lesser, lesser rock. And we're seeing him at like 95% of his 100% journey. Maybe. Um, And then... <laughs> and then the gnome king reveals he's wearing the ruby slippers yeah that he is like, kind of amazing he like throws open his stone robe to reveal the ruby slippers and he's like aren't they beautiful it was real it was real rupaul energy there i <laughs> yeah. felt it was or, like aren't i fabulous or it remi- it felt like the beginning of tu wong fu where wesley snipes puts on his his hosiery and his uh, heels and then lays in the bed and kicks his feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely you it you could feel the energy coming off the the gnome king of I'm going to do it. I'm going to put them on. One day you're going to put them on and you're going to get the chance. Every day we put them on and we hope for the chance. That's all we do. We want the chance. We're going to get it one day. You don't have to make it a thing, but just one day you're going to get the shot. So don't look, maybe today Show will be off. the day. Put them on. Yeah, that's right. Show off those tootsies. And then uh, TikTok is the second to last before Dorothy. And he, they're like, hey, he ran down. Why don't you go? And he's like, you can go wind him up and then guess. And TikTok is like, hey. I, I did this on purpose so that uh, <laughs> you can watch me guess and see what I turn into and have a hint. And I was like, oh, brilliant. it was pretty clever. That's brilliant. Yeah, I, I, for a wind up mechanical man, that's a pretty good thought. I also love that he's like, pretend to wind me up. And Feruza Balk does the like little full on little kid play acting. And I was like, <laughs> yes, hey, Dorothy, yes. you should probably play cool. <laughs> Be a little more chill, would you? Also, I didn't understand why she couldn't have just actually wound him up. She it's could like, have. What does it just give? Just give him more energy. It's fine. It's also a very well lit treasure room for such a gloomy fire and brimstone yes. kind of man. He's made of rock. He's almost like uh, be, 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 help me out here. The Rock Man from the Disney. B B. The Rock Man from Disney. What? The the big at the end of the street parade, the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, Chernabog. Thank you. I was like, there's a B in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Turnabog. But- <laughs> I, I, I understand why you didn't get it. I, I couldn't remember the name. I just knew I, the B was all I had. I love Cherny. Well, he, this guy has some Chernabog energy to me, but it's as if you went inside Chernabog, who was wearing ruby slippers, and it was like, here's my glorious Honestly, treasure room, would, and it's just all gleaming. I would gag for Chernabog opens his it opens his mountain wings and then opens his mountain skirt, and he's got ruby slippers. <laughs> yeah, that would be lovely. Muscular thighs and calves and ruby <laughs> slippers. He's just incomprehensibly jacked in the legs. Dorothy tries twice and fails and Mombi shows up and she's like hey Dorothy's in Oz and she escaped 
And then and the king's like, yes, I'm aware of this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, she's in the other room, you idiot. She's been here for 20 minutes. She had quite a head start on you. I'm not sure why you think you're doing anything right now. And then Mommy's like, perhaps if you hadn't gotten rid of all the flying monkeys, we wouldn't have this problem. But no, you're all like, wheels are the future. Nobody <laughs> wants to fly. All the peanuts and the TSA and the taking your shoes off and the ball and liquids nobody wants to fly anymore we all want to be wheeling around you said wheeling around and then mombi's like well i'm the only one working because my goddamn husband's in the basement building a bike for molly fucking monahan and i have to keep by the way by the way she flew here in a device she made (laughs) also the reason the winged monkeys aren't a thing is because in the store in the oz stories it was a magic cap, and you could command them three times with the cap. And so the third time was Dorothy commanding them to fly her back to the Emerald City. And then she gave them the cap and was like, Genie, I wish for your freedom. I see. Just, just fun I facts. I like mine better. I like mine I do better. too, but fun facts for the listeners. So Dorothy realizes that there's a giant chunk of kryptonite just sitting on a table. It's the only green yes. thing in the frame. <laughs> it's like, oh, gee, the 16-foot-wide emerald might be something that had to do with Emerald City. It, lo- huh? it looks like that thing that you found in the backyard at the old house. Yes, I actually have that on my uh, desk here. What it's, is it uh, actually? Do we know? I believe it's glass. Really? That's big glass. Yeah. Yeah. Post a pick on Patreon. So yeah, I'll ta- do that. The hell I'll we're talking about. Put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll just put it on the Twitter. I can put a uh, picture of my own hunk of, of emerald kryptonite or whatever. Um, the other thing I really like with the king, like the energy I was doing of the just now, is his same energy when he's like, bow to me. Lower, 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 until the, the well, queen the lady puts her he, face on the floor. He says lower twice, and she ends up laying on the floor with her fucking porcupine quigglies sticking up. Yes. And then he says lower and laughs. And uh, she's yeah. like, oh, this fucking shit. <laughs> they also mentioned Ozma, which we hadn't heard it out loud at any point in the movie until now, if I'm correct. Yes. Uh, Ozma, yeah. Ozma of Oz. It was, one of the, yes. it was one of the books. So anyway, giant green emerald. Sorry. Which is like, I bet this is right. And obviously it's it's the horrifying scarecrow. And so they run. Around. Yeah, it's the the it's the eyes that don't move that make it a problem. We talked about this many moons ago when we talked about gritty. That the the googly eyes really sell gritty because stationary eyes would not work with the energy of that character. Like he needs to be. This scarecrow has gritty energy, like wild maniac. Yeah, it needs it needed googly. It needed something, or just like it literally looks like they just painted a thin coat of white paint on this rubber mask. Yes. Only did one coat, thought, fuck it, good enough, whatever. So it just feels cheap and creepy. And like, if it was yeah. like a Muppet eye with a with an eyelid or something, like, give me something. Yeah, it's like, we're, we're making Return to Oz here, people. Let's not overthink it. Yeah. Um, so they run around picking up all the green stuff, turning all their friends back. And then the Gnome King is like, uh, hold on, they're winning and they shouldn't be. So he locks up Mompy <laughs> in a cage and then just destroys his ornament room and is like, I'm going to eat y'all. Yeah, he is, he makes a big earthquake, which is kind of like very vintage Star Trek. You know, everybody lean right, everybody lean left. Oh, everybody earthquake! Wiggle. 
And then he starts trying to eat the gump couch monster thing, Mm -hmm. and they pull the head off the couch, which he doesn't seem to be bothered with, but I had some existential problems. There's a lot of head removal trauma in this movie, and it's a lot. And he eats the couch, and then he goes to pick up uh, Jack, and the chicken happened. He's, like, dangling him in his mouth, and the chick, he hears that he's, like, about to put it, like, eat it, and he hears the chicken, like, and he, like, freezes, and all of his minions freeze in the wall, and they're like, what? And then the chicken egg comes out of Jack's little pumpkin head and right into his mouth. And this is the moment where I felt it was very Evil Dead, when they talk about poison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like the the Deadites, like, Totally, totally. This is the part that made me legitimately, like, bark a laugh, because I was like, it's Chekhov's chicken egg? Are you shitting me? Yeah. And I don't know why they, like... I I do not understand one iota why an egg would be poisoned to a rock monster. But why the word po- then I I don't understand why they're like everyone all all of the stone minions just start going like poison 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 exile yes. exile poison it's and I was like it's like they're excited about it. No, it feels like your like your friend's friend was like I'm in a play. Will you come see it? It's an original play. <laughs> And they're all, everyone's in all black on their cell phones going, poison, poison. And th- as they talk into a self, like, it's stupid. And I was like, <laughs> it doesn't, like, they're magic. It can just be like, no, chicken eggs are the only thing that can destroy my, ma-. like, I don't, like, don't use the word poison. And just don't have everyone right. say the word poison. Right, right. It's very, very weird. There's some cool stuff here with the uh, claymation of the king sort of, like, molding like before he gets poisoned he like sort of the way they have his mouth open and close and stuff i I thought it was really cool stop motion stuff i really like it all the stop motion work in this movie it feels kind of kyoto brothers i don't think it was them but it feels very kyoto brothers yeah i i I actually thought it reminded me a lot of like vintage harry house and stuff Mm. like jason and the argonauts and whatnot yeah um so dorothy then sees the shoes the ruby slippers and the pile of rubble and puts them on and then grabs everyone and clicks her heels and says, I wish for everyone from Oz to be taken out of this falling apart chamber and be safe outside. And I was like, this feels way more broadly powerful than the original. Yep, yep, yep. I had the same problem. And then they get out there and the Emerald City comes back. And I'm like, that's not the fucking Emerald City. It's not green. <laughs> it's not a green right. city. Right. It's right there in the name, Emerald. Emerald City. Just make it like... It just make it a green city. Right. And they're like, and then there's this whole big thing with like, oh, where's TikTok? Oh, he's not here. Oh, no. Oh, wait, what's that weird green metal on your head, Gump? And it's like, oh, come on. Can we just skip this? Like, why isn't TikTok just here? This is a waste of my time. This movie's almost 110 minutes long. Like, come on. this You could shave two minutes here and just TikTok's back and then you give him a hug. Yeah. So they they all go to the Emerald City. The lion is clearly a person in a suit walking on all fours. Yes. And I was like... The lion is very disturbing. I just don't... I mean, I guess the illustrations are close to the... Like, it's it's closely resembles the illustrations in the original book. But when you already have characters that we recognize... Like, Mombi's headpiece thing, she's got these, like, sparkly tool head, like, earpieces that kind of spike out. That's straight up out of the illustration. If you, like, Google... Okay. Jack Pumpkinhead also looks just like the illustration because I looked him up as well. Yeah. Um, so those characters I'm fine with being illustration based, but we already like we already have new versions of Tin Man, Scarecrow, and, and Lion. 
why did you go back to these creepy versions like right, from the book right. yeah um so she's she's like there with all the Aussians and she's like no i gotta go home to kansas they want her so to be their I'm, queen yeah she's like no i, I don't want to be the queen that's too much responsibility well she also says she's like I wish there was a way I could be in two places at once or both places at once. And then the slippers glow and Ozma comes out of the mirror behind her. And I was like, Ozma and her aren't the same person. Yeah, that that is what I was. I didn't want to get all the way there before, but it's it really it seems like that's what they're setting up. But it's definitely not that right. It's not. It should have been that like Feruza Balk should have just played both parts. Yeah, but so she pulls her out of the mirror. It turns out she is the daughter of the f- deposed king of Oz. Yes, her father was the king before the wizard showed up, and I guess he relinquished his power to the wizard. Yeah, somehow something, which makes her still the rightful heir. I don't think that lineage quite works, and also monarchy is generally not a great way of ruling anything. No, but she's the princess of Oz. And <laughs> there's this... Ozma is like a cold psychopath. Yes. Because, so they give her the shoes and uh, Dorothy's like, she's like, I'll send you home to, I'll send you home to Kansas, but um, I'll check in on you. And if you ever want to come back, I can bring you here. And she's like, all right, you're going to leave now. And Dorothy's like, I, hang on. I didn't know I was going to leave right now. I wasn't ready. I haven't said goodbye. And then they just, they, it's a close up on Feruza saying this kind of like, oh no, I I, want to say goodbye to everyone. And then they cut to a close up on Ozma just stone faced. No yeah, emotion. Like, she's like, I have started the process. And she's like a she's like a really annoyed dad. Get out of my like, kingdom. I said I said six fifteen. It is in the, six in seventeen the car and you're on half out of the garage. <laughs> yes, it's it is now six eighteen and you're still tying shoes. Six nineteen. I'm leaving at six twenty. I do not care if you are in this vehicle. Yes. She's 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 like clicked her heels once, clicked her heels twice, and Dar's like, no, wait, I gotta say goodbye to everybody. And she's like, they're they're coming together. I whether you want it or you two and a half. Yeah, exactly. There's a Sam Raimi Toto shot of what Dorothy like lands back in the real world, and then there's this we hear a bark, and there's the Sam Raimi running with a two by four through the wood shot that's supposed to be Toto. Yeah, it is pretty cool, uh Raimi Raimi boards. She wakes up. And and M and Uncle Henry are there, and they're like, the doctor, the 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 asylum caught fire last night, and the doctor ran inside <laughs> to save his machines and died. And I was like, that feels extreme for this man. <laughs> yes. And then the the paddy wagon drives by with the mean nurse in the back behind bars, and I was like, well, why was she arrested? So th- now that I I think I missed the line of the fire. So now I have discovered what I think is the truth is that the witch uh, warden lady set the fire. She she was like, I got to cover up the evidence that these two kids went missing. They I chased them to a river. They both drowned. I can't explain that. But if the place catches on fire and all the kids die, I got no thing to answer for. And so she was like, all right, I'm gonna set the place on fire. And then the police came. And they're like, why do you smell like kerosene? I mean, she probably could have, like, batted her eyelashes at him. Yeah, I mean... It worked yeah, for Lizzie crime, Borden. C- criminal investigations back then were pretty... If you were a woman, much... you couldn't possibly have committed a crime. Right, right. And, it, and mostly it's like... like I think it's a Mulaney joke where it's like, the, the victim's here and then there's blood leading away as if they stabbed the killer. There's a knife in the hand. Well, you better clean all that up then. It's Gross. a huge mess. Yeah. 
And so we go back to the farm and everything's fine now. She sees Ozma in the mirror and she's like, Auntie M, come see. And then Ozma's like, bitch, I told you this is between us. I'll take you back sometimes, but this stays between us. Yeah. It sort of feels like in the Santa mo- uh, in in movies about Santa, if Santa's real, then kids not None getting of this works. Then kids not getting presents feels fucked. Right, right. Oz is real, and you were gonna stick a leather belt in Dorothy's mouth and plug her into the wall and be like, "Bye." <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I said, I I have a real problem. Like in the other movie, Oz is sort of a dream, and you're not sure if it's real, but maybe it is it probably isn't and this one oz is 100 percent real and if that's true then everything is really weird i don't see i don't think it being real makes everything really weird well then how do like if it's really real people are existing in two places and it's the same person well i don't think it's literally the same person like i don't think it's i don't think it's truly supposed to be the same person okay i i the way that they had the witch get affected in our world that, based yeah, on her that actions one I can't, in the fake world. That one I don't have. That's where I'm at. Work. Yeah. But that's it. And we just ignore the fact that we sent Dorothy to be a mental patient. And it was just, be, no, it was an overnight procedure. Yeah. I'm not sure if I believe Annie that. Annie was going to come get her in the morning. Yeah. That's what she said. I'll bring Shotos when I come get you in the morning, Dorothy. Jesus I have a Piper Lori, okay, and I don't get to use I, it. I know it's fine. It's like I got I got Jack Palance. It's not like that's real useful in the broad sense of the world, but it's just it's uncomfortable. I'm feeling uncomfortable. With See the, the shit of our Asian ways. <laughs> it's a very specific impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I only have the Jack Palance, so it's fine. I get it. Uh, so that's the end of the movie. Uh, any any final thoughts? It's fun and it's weird, and I don't think it feels long. It it's a little long in my opinion. It's 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 probably it about an hour forty five. Obviously, you can always trim a movie, make it a tight ninety, and I'm yeah. happy. But I don't think this yeah. one feels long. It's, it's it wasn't a slog. I, I definitely wasn't a slog. But there were a couple times where I was like checking my watch, like, all right, how much time is left in this movie? How much more of this? But mostly, it's 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 pretty good. It's a light recommend for me in the form of it's very weird and kind of an odd duck thing that is truly bizarre. I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's even necessarily like a great get drunk with your friends kind of movie. I think it's a good one of those. I could see it working in that make, thing. Make but up a drinking s- game rule for it. Yeah. Drink yeah. every time you're supposed to think about the original Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, that would be just a, you would be drunk. You'd have to, you have to run an IV to get the liquid in <laughs> the whole time. Every single moment of this movie, Not you're supposed every to be moment. thinking of that movie. I mean, pretty much it's on Disney plus. So if you have that, it's pretty Very easy to track down. Yeah, and even just skipping through it for if you like Labyrinth, you would probably dig on the weirdness of this. I guess is what I would say. Yeah, also worth it to to look look up. I mean, if if you just look up the Wheelers and Princess Mombi, you'll see all the the good scary shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I there's a lot of cool stuff happening here in terms of absolute weirdness, but it just is not very cohesive to me in terms of like a good that's fair, good fun weird thing. Yeah. Uh, like I don't love Labyrinth, but I think Labyrinth is a little more cohesive. I enjoy Labyrinth. Uh, Why? Well, again, I said I just said I didn't love it. It's yeah. fine. I'm ambivalent. 
I'm positively I'm more, I'm more on the positive end for for Labby. Uh, but yeah, this was a this is a weird one. So I'm looking forward to see the uh, the other half of this month. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to check us out uh, on Facebook and at Dissect the 80s on Twitter. We love to hear from you. Uh, you can call us at 856-DISSECT if you want to say something about the show. It's too late for listener request month, but uh, hopefully we'll have uh, time for you soon of when we're going to do that. Keep an eye out on the social media channels, and we'll, we'll let you know when the drawing is going to be, and we'll post the video of that. For bonus episodes four times a year, plus all sorts of other goodies, head over to patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s. We just put up a great episode about John Carpenter's The Thing that happened uh, last month. So if you haven't heard that yet, head on there and sign up and check it out. Become a member of the Patreon. We're currently halfway to our goal of a bonus episode. Every month? Every single month. So go ahead. Yeah, that is that is... 50% 50% more dissecting the 80s. If you are uh, able to join us there at the Patreon, we'd love to see you and, and uh, check out the show. I mean, it's it's got, we have, at this point, I think more than a dozen bonus episodes, all sorts of great stuff. Yeah. So check it out, patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. And like I said, we're halfway through our stretch goal to 150 a month. And if we get there, there's a bonus episode coming to you every single solitary month, which is pretty, pretty damn awesome, I think. We will be back in two weeks on April the 19th with a movie probably pretty appropriate for the high holidays the day <laughs> after that that I've not seen. But uh, what is the next Absit Moa pick? It is Legend, starring Tim Curry. And Tom Cruise, who's never made one appearance on the show. He was in Top Gun, which is a live episode on the Patreon, right? <laughs> My brain was like, no, Trip, we have a whole holiday for him. That's Tom Hanks. Yes, wrong Tom. The better Tom has this holiday, the lesser Tom is in legend. Uh, the yeah, shorter so Tom. Can't wait to... <laughs> the much shorter Tom. Uh, can't wait to see that. Thank you for listening to the show. I've been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.